people um we always forget to do this at the beginning so let's go ahead and do it now you are listening to the sounds of get it how you live with a you i am ross lavelger and this is mr saul Ureña. yo yo Can I just say that's the most like lively welcome I get in my entire life? Yo, listen, <laughs> this is why we're here. We love you here. I get it how you live, Emily. How are you doing? I am good. How are you guys? I'm doing good, doing well. Saul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm uh I got myself a nice little fresh uh fresh uh drink here. My fresh uh Western Sun. I was about to ask, but <laughs> you covered that for us. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Yo, how sir. much of the original purchase of Western Suns do you have? Um, so I'm probably like uh a quarter of the through weight of the second bottle. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yo, shout so out to you because you've been you've been faithful. Listen, you know, it's there. What what else am I going to do with it? Like, you uh, have been faithful, and I take that it is a a shame and a travesty that Western Suns hasn't hollered yet with the check. <laughs> well, it's because he keeps ragging on him, right? I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> but he <laughs> but we keep we keep their name lively on this podcast. I'm telling you, Emily, you need to make some moves and I mean, try to... honestly, he he rags on it a lot. I don't I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> You've had Western Suns. Yes, I have. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now, have you purchased Western Suns prior or after Mr. Ureña made mention of it on this podcast? Choose your oh, words wisely. Go. Actually, prior. Ah, I told you to choose your words wisely. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Because it's basically Tito's. Oh, is it basically Tito's, Senor Ureña? Oh my God! Did you just say it's basically Tito's? Yeah. You sure did. Put them in the same sentence and everything, same category. Wow. I mean, their Maybe bottles like... look almost the same. They're both from Texas, and this one's cheaper. Mm. Wow. Plus, I don't really like vodka. Like, unless it's like tastes like rubbing alcohol, I don't see a difference. Mm. It's not like mm. gin where there's botanicals and flavor profiles and whatever. Vodka's just oh vodka. Oh my, my goodness. It's not like gin with botanicals. Give me a break. Really? Hey, it's not like gin. It's not like gin, yo. Listen, there is a f- there. There's definitely a. I'm not asking for a plastic bottle. Distinguishable of vodka, taste but... of you know between vodkas, and there is definitely a, a taste difference in Western Suns compared to Tito's. All right, Just Tito's, like, if you're listening, we need you to holler. Just like there's a difference 
in the price of Western Sun. And Tito's and other finer vodkas. What's that? Clearly, it's not stopping you. Well, hold on. The reason why I asked him how far he was into it is because that was his first purchase of Western Suns, and he just happened to buy two bottles. I mean, their marketing was just impeccable. And it was priced at the right... (laughs) (laughs) It was priced at the right number for him to make said purchase. You know, you know, Publix got BOGO deals out the wazoo, bro. They Come do on. that on liquor. That's a uh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, well, I I couldn't say no. Actually, when I I I said this before, I don't know if I don't know if you were on. Maybe not, but I went in there originally to buy a uh, tequila. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think it was me and you, or maybe just maybe it was with Will. Oh yeah, maybe it was. Well, I don't yeah, know. Either way, cool. either way, I went in there for tequila. Saw the deal, could have passed it up. You know, we're living in uh, we're, we're living in, in meager times. Mm, meager times. So you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I said I'm a lawyer and I drink it. So, you know. Well, maybe that just says something about the kind of quality of attorney you are. It doesn't say anything about the quality of attorney <laughs> that I am, but it does say something about the quantity of alcohol I drink. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll agree with that one. I think that's maybe the both of us. All right, holler. <laughs> anyway, I've already I've already diverted us. That's too funny. Um, all right, so we got the intros, Ross. We did, we did, we did. I mean, everybody knows who our esteemed lawyer, attorney, <laughs> who went to a prestigious institution is. I don't know. He just tried to draw some sort of a, you know. Judgment about my lawyering skills. You know what? I can hold on. Can I blame it on the Western (laughs) Suns? Can I retract that statement? I'm just kidding about the lawyers. There you go. For the record, I'm drinking kettle one tonight, if that matters. What is it? What do I have to do? Is it objection? Do I have to say objection, Your Honor? Objection, Your Honor. No, because I didn't mischaracterize your evidence. Oh. See, there you go. She's already she's already doing good. <laughs> what would your objection be? Oh, she repeated what I said. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I just they say it a lot on TV, so I figured that's just one of those things that you gotta you gotta know how to say like you said it before. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, what do we got? Wows and pals, Rasta. Hit me up, man. So, um, my wow and my pal for the week are this. Um, the wow is that I went to campus. Well, I went to my campus so I could go to my office. I'm going back to my to. I'm starting to work in the office again on a hybrid capacity. But on Monday I'll be on office. So I went to my campus yesterday. Went to my office and um, I was cleaning out some stuff. I mean, I haven't been in the office since. I want to say February, twenty twenty. So, good yeah. God! Yeah, 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 spring break so uh, we just never came back from spring break 
And um, <laughs> so, so I've been home since. And because I have a laptop, I have I didn't go back to campus to get a to get a company uh, to get a company laptop, which I should have in retrospect. But whatever, I was too lazy to go to campus. But um, yeah, so so I went back, did some cleaning, got threw out a shit load of stuff. Um, even I had posters for like job fairs that never happened. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, the wow was that um, I ran into people who have been working on campus, like the OIT folks and, um, you know, the, the people who do like maintenance for, of the building, people who, who do the custodials. And it was just the blue collar like, workers. Say that again. The blue collar workers. Sure. Blue collar workers. Mm -hmm. If you want to call OIT blue collar, we'll do that. But um, <laughs> I think I think we also call them essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like essential. There you like go. There you go. Yeah. But um, yeah. Right. So so I ran into them and I was just like, you know, it was just it was just good to see them. Like my man, one of one of the homies there was like, yo, it's it's good to see people coming around campus. It's like it's been empty around here. So it was like, ah, he, he, he was like, yo, welcome back. Like, oh, shit. But I also feel like somebody's been using my office on the low because my chair is missing. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like little shit like that, man. Chair was missing. My 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 uh it looks like somebody stashed some stuff in my in my office too. I was like, what the fuck? But that was the wow. The power was that yo, I'm going back to campus. And while I was in my office for a minute there, um, for a while there, actually, not just a minute, so for a hot minute, um, I felt out of place. Hmm. It had been so long that I've been in that office. It had been so long that I've been in that environment that I was like, what the fuck? Yo, this ain't going to work. Like, this was literally what I was saying. I was like, yo, this ain't going to work. Like I, I would, like, I was sitting at my desk. You know, I grabbed the chair from the hallway and whatnot. And I was just like, yo, this, this is going to be an interesting uh, experiment to come back. So those were my wilds and pals. It was good to see... Um, People are people who've been on campus the whole time who were like kind of like yo, it's been a ghost town, and it's kind of like uh, unnerving to be like, damn yo, I'm I'm going back to working in an office again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you think it's really gonna happen though? How like because I, I, I mean I, I have a I saw online on on a buddy of mine on Facebook he posted well you know they're already sending them back home. Well, whether or not I think it's going to happen, the answer is yes. How long I think it's going to happen, that we don't know. Because, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's getting pretty crappy around here. Yeah. Uh, so. And what's up with your uh, wows and pals this week? Uh, well, I'm going to actually start with my pal because it's kind of similar, <laughs> which is that uh, I've been back in the office in a hybrid situation since probably April-ish. Mm. Um, and I actually had an in-court hearing this week, but uh, D.C. has reinstated their mask mandate starting tomorrow for everything indoors. Like, we're going backwards. I now know people who are vaccinated but have had breakthrough transmission of Delta variant. Like, Same. you know, everything that's coming out seems like we're going backwards again. Um. And it's frustrating because I'm a rule follower and I'm tired of following these rules. Uh. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I'm not looking forward to working out with masks on or anything like that. Also, I had the J&J &J and I had COVID. So, like, knowing my luck, I'm going to get the Delta variant, too. <laughs> um, 
So uh, yeah. Damn, I don't think I don't think I don't. Let's let that sink in. <laughs> let's let that sink wow. in, listeners, for a second, yo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. J and J was like I had, but the like reaction that I had to the vaccine, not to scare anybody off of it, but they say that if you've had COVID before and then get the vaccine, you can have a higher reaction. And I was, I had like 19 hours of not pleasant, but um, you know, just seems like we're going backwards, and that's a bummer. So that's my that's my pow. Um, but my wow is that I've been obsessed obsessed with the olympics this week um <laughs> like <laughs> i can't get enough and i'm just you know i'm not even one of those people that are like america has to win like i just want to see a good match whatever form that takes um and some of the best matches have actually been where we didn't get gold i think um so yeah my my wows have actually been watching all the olympics this week and that it's happening like in this quote unquote unprecedented time, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think those are my walls and pals. The Olympics are like a disaster, right? <laughs> yeah. They like really are. It's it's crazy. There's so much so much drama and controversy around them. Um, but like if you really think about like all of us were staying at home last year and all of them were trying to figure out ways to train their asses off. I mean I know that when I did ballet, we used to say one day out of the studio is like a week lost of training, right? And I'm sure that's similar for a lot of other sports. Um, so what they're doing right now is pretty amazing, I think. I, uh, I just think that a lot of this, like for me, you know, I, I'll admit I love uh, USA basketball. But that's just, you know, I, I love basketball um, and, you know, competition is the best. But I guess like the older I've gotten and like, you know, it's almost like kind of like the more you know about something. It's it just like the Olympics are, are always tainted for me um, <clears throat> because, you know, there, there are. It's just it's really not uh, like it, it's not as fair of a competition as we all think it is. First off, let's put it that way. Uh, number two. The, the Russia and doping scandal is still a big deal. Sure, they're making a mockery of this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yes, yes. You know, it's like, it's like ridiculous. And, and, I, and I wasn't hip to it. So was it like, la- it wasn't last week. It was like either Saturday. I want to say it was Saturday. I'm watching and it says ROC. And I'm like, hey, what, what a Rockefeller? What the hell? <laughs> the Russian Olympic yeah, yeah. I was like, what? The rock is yeah. Everyone's like, throw your diamonds in the sky. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, hold on. But yeah, carry on. So we'll carry on. No, but yeah. So and then also like, um, it, like it really is kind of like, um, so you know, I talk about my experience in the working in like corporate uh, construction. I guess I don't, I don't know how else to say it, um, and just knowing what kind of a shady industry the construction industry really is just overall and knowing what it takes to build like these olympic villages and all the infrastructure that goes into uh having the olympics held in whatever you know city they decide to which that's a joke how they decide that as well um because that's all just like a bunch of bribes and stuff and not you know it's just whatever and like you know it's just it's horrible it's just horrible for that city it's horrible for everything it's just it's just all around weird, you know, but you're right. I, I and I, But I am guilty of watching it. I'll, I 
you know, because I'm a competitive junkie. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I watch it and I always still watch it with kind of all those thoughts in mind. And, uh, for example, I was saying there's just a lot of drama behind uh, the Olympics. And a lot of the time, you know, you think it's whatever. I don't know. You just wouldn't expect it in certain sports. I don't know. I'll use this as an example. U.S. Olympic fencer is accused of sexual misconduct and he's kept apart from the team. Yep. He's going right, to stay kept... off campus. There's a safety plan. But did you see all the other competitors show up in pink masks? Yes. Like, that's amazing. You know? But, like, but yeah, oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, but... it's, 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 it's not amazing because it's, it, it sucks that they had to show up in pink masks. Like, why? Why, well, why have okay. to go through all of this? Like, I... get rid of the guy. Send him home then. Fuck it. Alan, Alan Hatsik of New Jersey is an alternate on the U.S. fencing team. But he's not allowed. He hasn't been allowed to stay in the Olympic Village because he's a rapist, apparently. I agree. But let's not pretend that he's the only rapist out of the Olympians that are competing. And that's what I'm saying. So, but, and so this is what they do. Like, this story is just an example of some of the things that they do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, all right, well, the guy, so like, like, uh, what's her face? Shikari. Yeah. You know, gets, gets banned or, you know, gets disqualified from competing for, smoking a J and I know it's whatever. I don't care. People want to say, well, it's the rules and the sense, whatever, but this guy can go around raping chicks, but you can stay on the Olympic team. Right. And compete. Yep. Yep. So what, what are we, you know, I always go back to this. I feel like I, I always go back to like, um, like my priorities in this country, like, um, like American culture, especially, I feel like, you know i always use the example about like dogs and animals like you know michael vick does all this time you know in the prime of his career for something that he didn't do he just owned the house where all this happened well (laughs) it's the truth he owned the house where all this happened but he let it happen he let it happen it's okay but then you got you got dante stallworth who runs over a man in miami at four in the morning drunk a a construction worker who's going kills him kills him and he, he doesn't do any time at all. So that, what I'm saying is, you know, priorities in the sense of like, you know. Yeah, but like if you're watching on. NFL right now, like there are so many domestic abusers on those teams that, that like, too. we don't even and care. That too. That's and what I'm saying. Whatever else. And you guys are still watching that shit. So like, you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of issues all around. And I'm not but, denying those issues. I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, I'm, I'm really saying. enjoying the competitions. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. And, and you, should, you should be allowed to. You like, should be allowed to. Everybody like, should be allowed to. Like, if watching they enjoy the Olympics. swimming now that Phelps is not involved. I mean, the like, he has not been in an Olympics since 1996. Like, that's crazy to me to think about. Who? Not that he was, like, a, you know, serious competitor that early. But, like, Michael Watch Phelps, some dude from Tunisia that no one even paid attention to till the last fifty meters, win gold is like amazing. Hold amazing. on, Michael Phelps was in the Olympics past '96. No, like that was like since '96 until now, he's been in the Olympics. Oh, oh That's yes, I, yes, sorry. my bad. I, I might you. not have been clear. That's what I meant. No, it's no, like for most of my life, <laughs> yeah, he's been in the yes. Olympics. Yes, you're and, right. Like, you're absolutely I, right wholly agree with you that there are problems that they need to remedy um but like it's hard i just feel like you got to get your own house in order before you point a lot of fingers too and like i mean i agree with that as well that makes so much money in this country protects people in the nfl so 
let's see. Um, my wows and pals. Uh, you know, if I had a, a wow, it would be Aaron Rodgers' press conference this week. <laughs> and I don't know if people got a chance to really like, uh, really see the whole thing in, t- in its entirety. You know, just the specific names he calls out of like certain guys that he wishes the Packers would have kept. But more specifically, how he went on for about 20, 25 minutes or whatever it was, just like destroying. Just trust them down. And his bosses, embarrassing them from top to bottom, knowing there's nothing they can do about it. Just trust like, them down. It's uh but but it was it was refreshing to see also in a press conference like that, like um, you know, so I I mean I don't I don't I don't know. Sometimes I guess I take for granted some of the access I've had. Uh, where I've been in like maybe like sports press conferences and things like that. Like so flex, I, flex, I like it. Well, <laughs> no, I mean not not in that sense, but the sense that I don't, you know, people see like what people see on TV, or like the highlights, you know, Sports Center will show maybe the highlight snippets, you know, the 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 the, the quick talking points, whatever it was. Um, uh, but they don't show like the whole thing, so a lot of things sometimes are taken out of context, and. Uh, a lot of the time, that's why a lot of these guys just aren't as open and honest as what we saw in this press conference, um, especially when it comes to speaking about like why, you know, the, the why they were like, like the grudge they had and, and like, you know, against management as well and, and whatever, like, especially after you have li- the MVP of, you know, <laughs> the NFC or the league or whatever uh, last season. And uh, it's like, you know, just being that honest about about that. Like, these guys are supposed to be kind of coy. They're supposed to just, you know, be... Um, for the most part, what you want is, like, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, right? Greg Popovich. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, players. Like, you know, you don't, don't say anything stupid. Whatever. Don't embarrass anybody. Don't... Whatever it is, you know? Whatever the problem is, it, you know, be professional. Um, but this was professional. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers did, but it, it was just in a whole different way. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but he was just like, angry about the fact that, you know, with those accomplishments, he's been excluded out of conversations that directly affect his job, which I would love to be included in conversations like that at my job. If I were that caliber of an employee, I <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> yeah exactly well i mean come on we're not all like mvps and super bowl winner champions you know and like right, it's, right. it's a different it's a different you know job it's still a job and, and you can compare a lot of things uh to that you know to to those jobs are job, whatever you know to regular people jobs but at the same time that's just that's completely different like if i'm the quarterback of a team and you're telling me i don't have say and like you know the guys, my offensive players. That's kind of that's kind of fucked up, you know. So for and you've been there for seventeen years. You've won a Super Bowl. You've won an MVP. You know you you and it's Green Bay. You know what he said. I love part of what something is that he's like. Uh, it's Green Bay, like it's people don't come to vacation here. They come to play with me here. Like I was like, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> he's like they don't come to vacation here. Like they come to play with me. Like and 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 if I don't, you know, I, I didn't have a say in in something that directly affects my job. I mean, like it is gold, but it's like honest gold. 
So I hope it kind of sets a standard, you know what I mean? Like a precedent for like uh, press press conferences to come from here on out, especially this season, um, especially because he's been open about like mental health as well. Like we've been pretty open about it on the, on, on our show. Um, I know I, I've been pretty open about it. Um, and it and it stinks because I, I hate that I whenever I talk about it, I feel like I'm talking about it like like I'm guilty, you know, about like feeling the way that I feel. Uh, and I know I shouldn't be guilty about feeling the way that I feel, but it, the like societal expectations, right? Like I guess, or or maybe even like, uh, um, uh, like uh, what, what am I looking for here? Like uh, your ethnic, like like not not ethnic, but like you know maybe your cultural expectations as well, right? Kind of are like, hey, you got to man up suck it up, whatever it is. I was talking to Ross earlier today kind of about how I was feeling. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, But you just love to see somebody on that level, like Aaron Rodgers, be open about it. Simone Biles, be open about it. Um, all these athletes are kind of being open about it, being, you know, under the tremendous pressure that, they, that they're under. And that, hey, sometimes we kind of, like, you know, this, this isn't normal. Like, this isn't normal. Humans shouldn't have to... And just on everyday life, even at your job, everyday work, whatever, you shouldn't have to feel like you're like you're at at a breaking point. Um, that's not like that's not what a job should be, you know. And and I don't know if if I, if that makes sense, but it's just you know nothing should drive you to that to a point like that. And if it does, then you know, hey, like something something's up, you know what I mean? And and you have to take time to try to try to fix that you know, and try to help yourself. And I don't think um, it's just something that's still like a lot of people just still aren't comfortable talking about. And I think uh, regular jobs, like even, I mean, everyday jobs, you know, I like, you know, going to Target, people at Target, grocery stores, whatever. I can't imagine like our essential employees, right, that have been working through all this at a cashier, you know, being a cashier somewhere. Like, oh my God, you know, or like uh, restaurant staff because they're so short staffed. And like, but that's their job, right? They have to make them like they got to stick it out, or they have to feel like they have to stick it out. And it sucks that they have to feel that they have to stick it out, you know, because maybe they feel like there's no other option. And it sucks that there might not be another option. Like that's not right, you know. And it's just all that on top of everything, whatever. Uh, you know, you guys get what I'm trying to say. So point is, wow, was like that Aaron Rodgers press conference, and I was like, all right, man, like this guy's. Let's see where this is going to go from here on out. Um, my pal uh, would probably be Finn Henry's closing downtown. Finn, there you go. Downtown. That's what I was trying to bring up during our pre-production meeting. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, it, it, you know, it stinks because I, I mean, you want to talk about like memories at a bar. So you know, shout out to all the bars downtown that I have that literally see me walking down you know, right outside their window. And before I, I even step foot in the bar, they have a drink, my drink, what they know that I order ready for me there as I'm walking in. Nice shout flex, nice flex. Going shout on. out to Cleo's for that, you know, for a long time. <laughs> oh, Cleo's. Yeah, God. And not Cleo's like the strip club, Cleo's downtown next to Casey's. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that well, place. Wait, what bar just shut down? Can you say the name again? Finn's, Finn Henry's. It's right next to the lodge. So, uh, I think that was after I was gone. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm telling you, Finn's was a was has been a staple for a while. Oh yeah, no, it's I been there for a hot minute. Years, I think it was gone. <laughs> What's that? 
I've been in DC for nine years. I think I don't know. Yeah, I've been around been longer than that. that. Yeah? yeah, it's been there All for right. forever. Because uh, it was always like like we, the the rounds was like Cleo's, and then you would make your way to like Finn's and the Lodge, and then sometimes across the street to like it's old sixty four now, but I think it was called. Uh, Barbecue. What was it? Barbecue bar? I bar. I no. I bar. That, that was next to it. I bar was next to it. Oh, I remember but, um, I bar and I remember the lodge. I yeah. But anyway. then you know Magnolia was the spot. Shout out to Magnolia for a hot minute because that was like that was the spot right there. Shout out to Patrick um, for always holding us down at Mags. So it was like Cleo's, Magnolia. Then somehow you know you'd stumble across to like the lodge. Um, for a little bit, shout out to Jose over there because the lodge was still popping. They got a great meatball sub. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it would be Finn Henry's, you know, and shout out to Erica. Shout out to uh, like Brit. Shout out to all the bartenders over there. Rose while she was over there. I mean, that place was the spot even for football, for whatever it was. It, I don't know. Just great memories. Like I held Katie Tordy's baby there. I have a picture of only Katie Tordy's like baby at Finn Henry's. You know, I, it, I don't like little things like that. When you think about um, a uh, like like a staple like that, kind of closing its doors, it's wild. Um, and you're you know looking online and seeing all the posts and looking at all the pictures, and I was like, oh my god, like I can't believe all the dumb stuff that I that I did there. How wasted I always got how everybody just knew everybody. Um, you know, if they knew you and it was your birthday, they'd let you back there and bartend. You know what I mean? Like, go ham. It was just the stupidest stuff ever. But it was just such a good place. I guess the owner also owns uh, Ollie's and, like, Banberries. Um, Banberries is tight. They got a good Thai peanut salad there. But uh, the vibe is just not the same. So that's my that's my pal because uh, I it, it's crazy. And it's also kind of an, a sign of, like, Hey, you're getting old, bro. Like <laughs> we already like, do that. You know, like college bars turn over like every semester, you know, almost or every year, whatever. You know, downtown, like, you know, main bars like that, you don't think like on the strip, right on orange, you know what I mean? Like never really uh never really shut down like that or decide to close their doors. Um, but hey, you know, shit happens and or they still got two really good other like restaurants, uh restaurant bars going, so you know more power to them but finn henry's was just like uh was such a great bar um but yeah i think i think that brings uh that brings it close to the wows and pals uh I, um... i'm like i'm i'm proud of myself because i'm doing a good job right now i gotta pat myself on the back because i i feel like i've been doing a great job on time so far so we're doing good on time <laughs> trust me we're doing we're doing a lot better All on right. time than we usually are All um, right, cool, so cool. uh I, so so what do we want to start about start on because uh I feel like there is a, I mean, there, there's just so much stupidity still coming out of the uh, DeSantis office. Um, and, you know, so, all right, I want to ask Emily this, because I, I was kind of talking to Ross about this earlier. Um, on a national scale, since you're out of Florida, like, you know what I mean? Um, is is DeSantis like kind of making waves like that? Or are you just hearing all the buzz? Cause I talk so much shit about him and you know, we're on the show. You mean like, <laughs> is it making national news? Yeah, kind of, you know what I mean? You like know, it... It's making national news in so far as like, that's one of the hot spots or the hot spot 
for Delta variant, right? Like a couple weeks ago, it was Alabama and it was Arkansas and like whatever. Um, but like, I, I don't think I've ever said to be fair to Florida, but um, our vaccine rate in DC is not much better than your vaccine rate in Florida. Um, really? Yeah. I think we're at like 55%. And I think you guys are at like 48%. Like I know Orlando's at like a 65%. Yeah, I saw so it you today. might even be better than DC at this point. Like, so <laughs> so it's hard to say. Um huh. yeah, it, okay, it, pains, I'm, it I mean, really pains me to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but, and I'm just asking because but what is making a lot of news is like the fact that you guys are dominating in the new cases numbers wise. Yes. Um, And I don't know if it's just me and my little bubble, but like anytime DeSantis talks, I'm just like, Oh, never mind. Don't listen. (laughs) So I I mean, but are they showing them on TV talking up there? Not, not really that I see. All right. Like, so, yeah. you know, if I go to Politico or something online, obviously he's got a, you know, something every couple days, but like the mm. local news, not so much. I know, uh, Ross, who's that? I, I sent you that article about, uh, what is it, like his press secretary, how she got the job? Oh, yeah, started I forgot her like name. A, started making like 120 grand a year after, after she sent him an email real quick. And she's like, how many tweets does she? St- like 3,800? <laughs> Oh, in, I'm gonna go with 3,800. Yeah, in like what? In like a month or something crazy? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Something ridiculous. And like, I guess she's kind of partly responsible for trying to push him out. In, into Christina Pushaw. Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Christina Pushaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I, I have no beef with Christina. Well, I, you know why I have a beef with Christina? Because, you know, you know. You're spreading, like you're helping spread lies. You know, you re- you are. You're helping spread lies, and you're helping kill people. And you and you specifically wanted that job. Now I get why you're saying you don't have a, a quarrel with her, because yo, four hundred and twenty grand, I would tweet whatever as well, right? But you gotta, you know, where where does the moral compass come into play? Well, if you if you peep her resume, this isn't this isn't new for her. What being a sensational, uh, like sensationalism or whatever it is. Yeah, that. man, she worked for Coke Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Coke brothers. She worked for them. Mm-hmm. At one point, she worked for uh, what's his name, Sakashvili. She was like his. You know, she she did some uh, some international um, did some international work. She worked for the Sakashvili. He was the president of the Republic of Georgia. Mm. That's you know right. what I mean? Like she worked for that guy. So working for for DeSantis, that's kind of like par for the course for her. Yeah, but whatever. So and if she what wants uh, White House aspirations, <laughs> she's got to make sure she pushes him all the way that, as far as she can, so that she can be like, "Yo, I got him to this." So I guess uh, her she just there's no moral compass with people like that. Um, so. You know, regardless, this guy's a maniac. Uh, and I guess what what the latest thing is, um, he's threatening to cut school funds over mask mandates. I guess he wrote some or he signed some bill. Ross, hit me up with that. We were talking about that earlier. 
Well, what's happened is that um, he's he's pushing so that it can we can well we so that the state bans mask mandates in schools K through twelve, <laughs> and that if a if a school district was to do so, he would withhold um he would withhold some funding from them. He's already not giving them their stupid teacher bonus that he said he was going to give them. Bro, he ain't got no money. I mean, a mask. I mean, what? How? You know why? I don't. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And then we saw the tweet, right? We saw, and this is why it gets me mad because the person who's advising him, the the doctor, and if the doctor, if you can't hear it, I'm doing air quotes right now. Uh, that he's got advising him is a child psychiatrist from L.A. Yeah. Yeah, which, which, if we were talking about psychiatry, I, I'd be, I'd be happy that he's got, you know, uh, a professional helping him. But we're, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a public health issue, and you got a guy who's who's good with the human mind or the or the um, the chemistry of the brain. But the psychological damage and effect that it will have on our children if they can't see people smile at them, you know, it'll be devastating. I mean, how they are going to be able to tell, like, emotions and recognize and register feeling? Oh, is that what my man said? I mean, that's what I could imagine, like, these idiots, you know, would try to bring up, thinking they're, like, some deep philosophical, like, you know, in-depth smart person that knows absolutely nothing about what they just said. Well, no. If 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 a psych, I have I have to disagree. If a psychiatrist was to say something like that, there is some validity to it. Now, the question you want to ask yourself is: Is that worth not having that child be healthy, or other children? Like, is it worth spreading a disease? That's what you want to ask yourself. Exactly. But that's a valid point. I I have to wholeheartedly agree that that would have been a whole a, a good point. Oh, man. See, I think, uh, again, I always have to say this before I start talking about churn, because I ain't got no churn. I do not have any children, for those who don't understand what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, right. Not not all of our folks, not all of our 10 listeners are from Florida. Yeah, no, no, they they have no idea what I probably said. My saying is churn. Probably thought I was talking about churning butter or something. Churning butter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would love to see you turn some butter. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not I'm not trying to do any kind of manual labor like that. Anyways, uh, I did build a chicken coop once, but that was long ago. Um, uh, see, now I lost track. You made me. Oh, yeah, I don't have any kids. So what I was going to say is that, you know, I, I, it's easy for me to say that they'll they'll grow out of it you know what i mean like you can explain that it was like this isn't how shit was and like this isn't how it has to be because you know this pandemic isn't going to be like this 10-year thing that's going to be like for forever like i don't think uh you know and again i'm not a psychiatrist either so i know absolutely nothing about children. yeah because because i actually disagree with the they'll grow out of it especially when we just mentioned when we just had a talk about mental health we but, can't say they'll grow out of it, so but carry I, on. I, I, I don't. I'm not trying to say. All right, so I, th- that that's the thing. I don't want. I can't compare that to. Um. 
All right. So maybe I'm just taking into account that I, I, I'm, I'm all right. Maybe I'm, I'm putting too much faith and hope. I guess this is where I'm coming from. If, if I break it down, I, I might be putting too much trust in the fact that I would think parents are knowledgeable enough about what is happening now to be able to explain to their children, you know what I mean? What's going on and have open dialogue conversation about it. So it's not like these kids, you know, people are afraid like these kids are going to be like, you know, uh, psychologically, you know, scarred, you know, or emotionally or whatever it is. Like, you know, give me a fucking break. Like, Wait, can, I ask, can I ask a clarifying question? Are you saying the psychologist came out and said they're going to have damage because they can't see people's facial expressions? No. Uh, yeah. And, and see, and that's the thing. You're To clarify this whole, uh, <laughs> um, you know, um, what is it? This whole, uh, whatever. Uh, no, I'm just saying I feel like, or this whole example or whatever, I just feel like that, that that's what I've heard. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard people say that. I've heard that argument. And I feel like uh, more people will try to stick to that argument. Like, that's the argument they're going to they're gonna use. Well, they can come talk to me. I was homeschooled and didn't see any children's faces. I turned out okay. Yeah, you're an attorney. <laughs> for and also, I did not Always. <laughs> I mean... I mean, and that's that's actually a pretty good example. I mean, you know, could could you, but, could you but compare anecdotals, like being homeschooled and not? But anecdotals are not are not are not valid. Yeah, no, that's my subjective opinion. What's that's, that? That's... Say that again. Anecdotals are not valid. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, but I could be the exception to the rule. So, yeah. so here's so here's what I'm saying, Saul. Um, I do know a lot I, of people that were homeschooled and they turned out okay. I, I know a lot, lot of people, people who were homeschooled who turned out to not too. be. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Anecdotals are not valid. But that's just because, like, like, again, parents aren't being parents in that case. I'm no, not being no. a judgmental, you know, single person right now. Like, no, it's not, it's like not just married. one thing. It's not just one thing. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, sir, is this. Yes, this pandemic is something serious, and it's something to be taken seriously. And... At all costs, whatever that may be, we have to deal with it. But we cannot ignore those costs. Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. So and you're right. Say, I, you're absolutely right. That's why we shouldn't ignore them. And I think parents should be parents. And that's why I think. But but what does that kids mean? Kids will be okay if they have to wear masks in school for. No man. Here's my thing. What does that mean? Parents should be parents and explain to their children because maybe we're not on the same wavelength. What I'm saying is you can have all the conversations you want with a seven-year-old explaining to him what is happening. And let's say that seven-year-old is compliant and wears the mask 24-7 or at the very least for the hours that they are in school. It still doesn't change the fact that there is a big chance that there will be a mental health reckoning for that child. Oh, so I guess what right I'm saying now. is, okay, you're right. That's a good question. That's a valid question. What I'm trying to say is we know this might be a thing that, uh, that you know that could affect or whatever so just be aware of that as a parent and keep the open communication and keep you know kind of like i that that you know i, I don't know I, I just think a lot of the time i don't in my well you know i don't know you know <laughs> parents just want i don't know i don't know i, I felt like parents just want to do what's best for their kid always and doesn't necessarily mean they have to include them in the game plan okay and and uh, I think when it would come to something as serious as this, and if it would have any kind of lasting effects, 
Well, that's a that's a that's a game plan we got to include everybody in. And when I say being a parent, I, I think a lot of the time it's easy for them to like ignore it because I've seen that happen too, right? Like, or it's easy to fall back into like the routine of things, and then next thing you know, you know, the kids just locked up in his room, whatever, every day and doing whatever, and it's just like, oh yeah, we're back to normal when it's really not. Like, oh, Florida thinks it's back to normal. Yeah, Yo, Florida. Florida never stopped turning up. It was always normal in Florida. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I I don't know, but again, like I said, I don't have kids and I'm not married. So I Well, no, but you don't have to have kids or to be married. This is a yeah. conversation for everybody. Yeah, but like I said, that that's just cuz I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you like, listen, if you got a snot-nosed punk-ass kid running around me and he's hot, coughing and sneezing and you ain't got a mask on or nothing, like out in public, let's say I'm out like, a, you know, grocery shopping, uh Listen, I might say something if this kid does not get away from me. You know what I mean? If you got some wild, rambunctious child, like you, if you're going to be that parent, be prepared for a person like me to be like, hey, get your kid in check right now, or I'm going <laughs> to kick him across this fucking, you know, room. Why are you going to kick the kid? Why does hey. it always come down to you wanting to harm the children? I don't want to harm the children. It's just, it's an easy target. You know what I mean? Come no. on. <laughs> I think we should stop the conversation right no, now. Let's move on. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, he all right, all right, all right. Children. I want to retract. Let me retract that. Can I re- uh, objection, Your Honor? I would like to retract that statement. Can I say that? No. No, you don't say objection to yourself. You say oh. move to strike. Well, you know, I I want to object to the comment. So move to yeah, move to strike. Uh, We're moving you know to what? strike your comments. Yes, move to strike my comment, please. Uh, now I wanna I wanna you can you can override it with this one. So if you don't keep your kid in check, then I might just have to kick you across this uh, hallway. But the thing is, you're gonna traumatize the kid watching you. You know their parent get beat up. Like oh, but them getting beat up will not be traumatizing at all. Well, I mean they learn a lesson. Don't be running around all crazy around uh, you know Publix. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't run around all crazy. I think that now would be as good a time as any to say the views expressed by Mr. Urenia do not necessarily express the views of Mr. Ross, Miss Emily, or the Get It How You Live podcast in general. Carry on. Oh, listen, get your get listen, parents, please. It's like life or death. And just, just don't just talk to them about wearing a mask in school. It's not a big deal. Don't lie about it. And just tell them like, hey, this is, just you know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll understand. I don't know, but well, well, there's another problem, Saul. Because no, I, now I see what you're saying. You're saying that these parents are lying to their children. The problem may also be critical thinking skills. A lot of these parents actually believe. Right. Like that. It's a violation of said rights. It's a violation of whatever for them to require their children to wear a mask. No, it, 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 we we need people to learn how to disseminate or actually how to receive information better. Talk about it. That's that's the real issue at hand here. That's it. That's and then it. and then the best part is like this man's going to threaten to take school funds over this like. I don't. I don't understand this. So, then, so now we run the risk of having yet another generation of people who are going to yeah. be adult at some point or another who won't be able to take information in properly. Yes. So the average newspaper in these United States of America is written at a fifth grade reading level. Mm. 
And so mm. when we have an issue with people reading newspapers, of course, we have some people who don't trust what they read. And I'm not mad at them because it's true that somebody's going to have an agenda at some point or another, especially if you're talking about like, I don't know, the Washington Post. We can dig into that later at another time. <laughs> but my point is, you should be able to read it and be like, yo, this guy Ross right here writing this piece seems to have a bit of a bias. What does he have against X? Then find out about X. And you don't even, have, it's 2021. You don't even have to do a big, a big dig deep. You, you got everything you need in your pocket. Pull out your phone, check it out, and then that's it. Now, when we're talking about public health, the problem is that we've been fed this whole idea of America and freedom and that somehow, some way, not wanting to, asking you actually to get a vaccine, right? I saw this, I saw this quote where somebody was like, you're willing to take a bullet for, for, for this country, but are you willing to take a needle in the arm for your neighbor? And, and it's just like, yo, we're just, we're just trying to keep people alive. That's it. We're just trying to keep people alive. And for it to come off as a political issue is sad. It's sad. But unfortunately, education has been getting defunded for so long that um, it's easy for people to buy into whatever the people that they trust whatever the people that they've been led to trust, tell them. And then here we are. We, like we literally, we back to DeSantis. He doesn't want people wearing masks, but he does want people to get vaccinated. Yeah, that's, that's the best part too. That's, you know, that's and, 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 and you know what? I don't, have a, I don't have a beef with that either. Sure, because the main thing is, yo, get, get these people to, to get the vaccine in their arm. But now he's catching hell, mm -hmm. right? He's mm -hmm. catching hell for telling people to get vaccinated. <laughs> make it make sense, please. Saul, Emily, please make it make sense. It was supposed it. to be flatten the curve. Then it became very obvious that we as a nation were not going to do what we needed to do to flatten the curve. No then way. it became wear the masks until we have the vaccine. So we did. <laughs> now there's a vaccine. Fucking take it. Like, ugh. I just love how his conservative fan base is all of a sudden trying to call him a sellout for saying, you know, take the vaccine, but uh, don't wear your mask, and uh, the vaccine isn't really gonna do anything. Um, his, I mean, the, press the conference fact was just of the ridiculous. matter is, is, if we don't ramp up vaccine rates. We have the problem with this variant, but we could certainly get other variants that the vaccine won't be any good against. So that's right. It really is a prop. Like, you know, it's easy to buy into the it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated and be like, well, I'm vaccinated. I'm good. And frankly, that's the attitude I have a lot of the time. But like if we keep having new strains and the vaccine's no good about it, we're that's just going to be fun. good for about a year. Yeah. Mm hmm. Whatever, I, I'm, I'll take that booster right now. Give me that booster <laughs> shot. Well, well, what we run the Give risk me a of shot. I'll take is like, two shots of the booster, please, please, right now. <laughs> we we run the risk of having COVID turn into MRSA. Yep. You know, but but unfortunately, it, it's more. Um, it's Which I've also it's, had, by the way. <laughs> yo, yo, can we can we do an episode on uh, Emily's uh, medical history? 
We'll send her a HIPAA waiver. <laughs> that's HIPAA, bro. That's everybody's favorite thing. You, you don't have to send HIPAA. me a waiver. I can disclose my own medical history. Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? That's how like, HIPAA works. Damn, yo. Emily, you had MRSA as well? It just prevents my doctor from telling you that I had Methicillin resistant <laughs> staphylococcus aureus. How? Well, actually, let me be really accurate. One day, my doctor called me and said, do you know what MRSA is? And I said, yes. <laughs> and I already had been diagnosed with strep throat at the point, at the time. I get strep throat like every year. I get strep throat in variants that no one's even heard about. But anyway, I had strep throat at the time. They sent off my culture. She called me back. Do you know what MRSA is? I'm like, yes. She's like, it's a staph, uh, you know, an antibiotic resistant staph infection. I was like, yes. And she's like, you have its cousin. And I was like, cool. I've been in the office all week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but nobody oh, else got my. it. So there's that. Anyway. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I'm just like, see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It's oh, yeah. MRSA, Sam. And and so and so that's what we run the risk of having with this uh and, and you know I'm no um I'm no uh scientist, I'm no epidemiologist, I'm no physician, but just common sense tells us that. And Fauci's talking about that shit too. And if that happens, then you have all sorts of problems with superbugs, right? The mm. more antibiotic resistant uh things that we have to treat, the more likely that we are creating superbugs. Yep. That hey, don't will not treat. Don't Fauci my Florida, bro. <laughs> don't Fauci my Florida. You can't be, can't be uh, talking about Fauci out here. But like, I, I honestly, when I did the when I did the calculations tonight on the DC vaccine rate versus Florida, I was I was surprised that it was that close, right? Like, you would think that DC holding ourselves out with like our noses held high would have a higher rate than that. But we don't. So, well, you know, DC is technically below the Mason Dixie line. So it's part of the South. It's still fucked up. Well, we also, I mean, we also have a large African American community who are skeptical a lot of times of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those things. So, you know, I think that also plays a piece. We also have a lot of immigrants that may not speak English. And so they might not know where they can go to access the vaccine. And, you know, there's all sorts of, I'm sure it'll be studied at some point in time, but the point is, is like, we're not, we're not doing all that hot either in the vaccine rate. But what about the infection rates? Our infection rates are still pretty low. I think it's like 60 cases a day or something like that. Well, people wearing masks in DC. Well, we were, but. Um, <laughs> we were. No, 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 we were. And I would say that most stores that you go into, many people are still wearing masks. Um, Pero. Like, I would say all the grocery stores that I've been in, I've still been wearing masks. The only store that I've been into and not worn a mask is the CVS next to my house. Um, and, like, there's more freedom as far as restaurants and whatnot that you don't have to wear a mask until you sit down at the table and all that nonsense because I think that doesn't make sense. Anyway. Um, mm. so I think a lot of people were still wearing masks but now the mandate is back for sure. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Disney 
uh, <clears throat> starting to put mask mandates back. So is Universal. Uh, Disney is also uh, <laughs> trying to have all their employees vaccinated by the end of September. Um, let's take a quick break. We're going to get to that when we come back. I also want to get. Uh, also want to finish up on this DeSantis uh, topic real quick because there's something I kind of wanted to bring up before we we uh, completely, you know, just stop beating a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but let's see. Let's take a quick break here. And, uh, stick around, guys. Um, we'll be back with, uh, you know, uh, the second half of uh, Get How You Live with uh, you. <laughs> I got to get another drink. Ross, you, you, I, hope you, I hope you got a drink, Ross. Um, not tonight, no. Oh, man. Well, it's a break time, so now we can get a drink. Go make yourself a drink. Maybe, maybe. Holla, holla, <laughs> holla. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> Peace. Ricky, come, come, come. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Big you. So I have a question for you, so. Quick question, sir. You. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I just stop it, son. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what you see, I want to ask my question after all, man. What's that? I was going to say that I have a question for you, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you might be too far gone off that Western sun. Uh, you know, I just wanted to welcome everybody back. Thank, well, you, thank everybody you back did for, just that. You know, sticking with us, you know, for, for the second half of uh, Get How You Live With a You. Round um, two. Round two, round two. We've got uh, Emily all the way from uh, D.C., our esteemed attorney. And uh, <laughs> what is it? Is it Harvey Bird Girl? Have you seen the new Bird Girl cartoon? I think it's just called Bird Girl. No. She's an attorney. <laughs> I have not. No. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, we've also got my main man, Oof. Ross? Yeah. As usual. Man, yeah, I did I did do a little I went a little OD with this Western Suns in this one. Boy. No, no, I can tell. It's I can, I can yeah. tell. It's a, it's it's a, trust me, we know. <laughs> we know. Oh, all right. But hey, we back. Um what were you gonna ask me, bro? I was gonna ask you how many do can you quantify how many times you've listened to the um Life After Death album? No, because it's it's like half of it's on my workout playlist. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you how many times I've listened to uh, to that album. I can't. I really can't. Fair. Can you? Nah, man. It's impossible. <laughs> nah, I... How many times do we have it on repeat? Just in the just playing in the car. Bro, I remember when that album first came out, and I remember going out to buy the double CD. Yeah, I remember you having it. And and I had, like, an actual double CD. Like, you know how it would be, like, the thick-ass two CD cases? Yeah. 
I used to have that. So, so I'm going to put somebody on blast right now, and I have no shame for doing so. But I used to have that, right? And then um, I let Roscoe Baker borrow it. Man, why does that sound so familiar? And it's and it's crazy because he stole your music too. <laughs> because somebody, <laughs> yo, I, somebody, and I want to say, <laughs> I want to say with my man Alvin, somebody was like, yo, don't let Roscoe borrow your shit. <laughs> you ain't gonna get it back. Ah, uh. fam, I let Roscoe Baker borrow, and me and Roscoe are cool to this day. Because, <laughs> I, because I, you know, some shit. You just, you know what? It's all in the game, man. Uh. It's all in the game. And to be fair, I think I ended up. I ended up jacking some of his stuff when I went to his crib, but that's that's neither here nor there. Nobody listens to CDs anymore. But I remember letting Roscoe Baker borrow it. And when it was evident that I wasn't getting that shit back, I ended up buying the CD again. And then when I bought that one, number one, it was like the new age flat double mm -hmm. CD. Mm -hmm. But the other th the other thing about it, it was that um now we had the, we had an interview with him at the end of it. Which on the first double CD that didn't have that last interview on there. Hmm. So interesting. That's, that's my little historical fact about uh the notorious BIG. Yeah, so he did you a favor. I cannot. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> I want my shit back, Scully. I want my shit back. I'll never forget. I'll never forget my first experience with uh letting somebody borrow something and then uh. You know, like they let you borrow something and then you go to give, you know, return it back to them and they don't have yours back yet. You know, they forgot it at home. I was in third grade, bro. It was mm. a Nintendo game. I'll never forget. <laughs> That's yep. why you got trust issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know what? And I don't really remember his name now that I think about it, but I remember going in like, oh, yeah, let's swap games. Like, I think uh, I was going to let him borrow either Airwolf or something for uh, the Karate Kid. Man, that Karate Kid game was amazing, but yo, my mom like found out it wasn't mine. <laughs> you know yo, say no more. <laughs> so it's like, yo, whose game is that? It's not the it's not, it's not, it's not the <laughs> I didn't buy this for you, yo. <laughs> yup. I was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, so I, had, I, had, I had to take it back to my man's, and then uh, he just never gave me back my game back, man. Damn, that scrub. Ah, uh, whoever he is out there in the Bronx, I'll never forget you. Oh bro, man, <laughs> yo, that I'll just forget, uh, I'll never forget third grade in the Bronx. <laughs> son, I remember those ones. Where'd you get that from? Huh? <laughs> That's not yours. Where did you get? Oh, so, so no. What? What do you mean? Let you borrow? <laughs> what do you mean they gave it to you? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I gave him. You gave him something that I paid for? Uh, yep. Who told you you could? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. The good old days. The good old days. I tell you what. Um, funny enough, uh, not, not to... Well, I kind of wanted to go back to this real quick because I, I didn't ask Emily. What did you think about the horse dancing in the Olympics, yo? <laughs> uh, you know, I will be honest that I did. What not is it watch called? What's it one. called? What's it called? Is uh, it just equestrian, or is it? No, 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 no. It's a. Uh... Oh God! Remember, it comes up in Parks and Rec because they have a whole team for it. Ugh! <laughs> What's 
stupid name. Anyway. Dressage, Parks and yes, Rec. Dressage. Yes, Dressage. Yes, Dressage. For Sebastian? Yes, yes. For Sebastian. Yo, shout out to Tiny Sebastian. Yo. Little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Not little, it's Little Sebastian. Dressage. Oh my goodness. My mom loves it for some reason. Word? <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, stop. <laughs> I mean, doesn't the horse deserve the medal? Listen, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's the same thing over and over again. It's just a little <laughs> prancing ass horse. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, wonder how, I wonder what the horse is thinking the whole time. He's that like, they should man, get the fucking he's metal. probably thinking like my legs fucking hurt right now. Like, yo, this motherfucker better get off me. Yo, they like I'm over here doing these high steps over here mm. in the sand. <laughs> you lucky he got hurt. that little bitch ass whip. Come on. <laughs> got mean, this clown with this goofy looking helmet on top, looking like the great kazoo from the Flintstones <laughs> on the great kazoo. <laughs> he doesn't get enough respect. Hello, dum dum. <laughs> it could be his side gig, okay? He could do the Kentucky Derby. And then this could be a side gig. <laughs> no, Because no. apparently there's no money in either of them for the horses. No, jockey, derby jockeys are way tinier than the people riding no, these horses. No, I'm talking about the fucking horses. Oh, no, those horses aren't fast enough to be a, to run at the derby. You don't you know. know. Are you kidding me? With with all their stupid little footwork, like breakdancing horses that they're doing, the minute they go to try to run, they'll probably break a leg or something. No, they'll be real agile. And they'll have to put them out and become like horse glue. They'll be agile. They can cut in and cut out as they need to. Yeah, doubt it. The <laughs> great kazoo shows up again and be like, hello, dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> Did you break your leg, dum-dum? <laughs> Shout out to the Flintstones. Oh, my goodness. Now, what's Flintstones, right, kazoo? Yeah. That, that little hat? Right. He was, well, I think he appeared on the Jetsons, right? right? He looked kind of futuristic. That was the same people. Was it Flintstones, Jetson? Hanna Barbera. He was on the Flintstones because him and Barney, Fred and Barney. Yo, shout out to the Flintstones for getting me through. You know, teaching me a lot about adulthood before I needed to know adulthood. Oh. <laughs> oh. Actually, oh. teaching me a lot about the uh, what was it? I guess the nineteen fifties, American nineteen fifties. But um, but yeah, no um. Yeah, I think the Great Kazoo started off in the Jetsons and then start then went back to the Flintstones, uh, like in the later years when right before the Flintstones tailed off. But um, anyways, uh, <laughs> before I get started talking about Hanna Barbera cartoons, shout out to Hanna Barbera and that ride that was at Universal back in the day. <laughs> Oof, never rode that. It, it was like sort of three D, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was like three D. Yeah, it was three D, and it was like a you just sat in the thing that moved around. Yeah. It was tight, though. I can't believe you never rode that, Ross, back in the never, day. Never rode that. Depending on what year it was on, it, it, came, it was in. Never rode that. I think yeah. I rode it when I was like eight or nine. Because I moved I moved to Florida in 96. So I'll tell you, they still had that there up until like the mid-2000s when they changed it to the Jimmy Neutron ride. Oof, so I just never got on because I've, I've gone to Universal before the mid-2000s. Oh, I, just I know you no have, interest. bro. I know you have. <laughs> I just had no interest, well. And now it's uh, Shrek, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was on Shrek. I was on Shrek recently. Maybe. I forget. No, now, my bad. Now it's the Minions ride, Despicable Me. I was on that, too. So you wrote, you basically wrote Hanna-Barbera. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> You basically rode the Jimmy Neutron ride too, as well. Shout out to Universal for that. That's too funny. 
Um, yo, so I, I guess this is what I wanted to to kind of close out uh, the DeSantis topic with uh, mm. DeSantis. Um, cause he is, you know, he's, he did say, you know, vaccines are saving lives, but he is facing backlash from like anti-vax, uh, wing of his political base. Uh, the same group that, you know, praised them and helped thrust them onto the national stage for his hands off approach to the virus. Um, <laughs> so that's no approach at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, it, you know, it goes on to say that, uh, and this is the part, I guess, that I wanted to kind of talk a little bit just for a second about uh, DeSantis of so this 2024 presidential ambitions uh, has to walk the line between keeping his conservative base satisfied and the state from becoming more of a disease hotspot. Um, yo, political or I'm sorry, presidential ambition. So Ross and I were talking about this a little earlier, too. So I guess what is the political climate or temperature like for DeSantis the being like that up you know I mean is that even a thing people are talking about outside of Florida? oh yes Shut they up. think that if Trump gets the nom he's VP ah see Trump thank you Ross win, I told if you if he doesn't run then DeSantis will run for president bam see so I told you so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So he's got to stay in Trump good graces. He can't be a little Marco or anything. Well, um, so it's funny because yo, shout out to Adam Kankaya, by the way, again. Um, because he what did he post on my Facebook? Because he was kind of he kind of was saying the same thing, but he can't. Uh, let me see if I could find it. I mean, DeSantis, uh, like like Trump will turn on him, right? The minute anything. Well, because the question is. Does Trump win again or run again? And if he doesn't run again, as long as DeSantis stays on his good side, DeS- like Trump wants him to to be elevated out of the governorship. So he's got to stay on Trump's good graces one way or the other, either to get Trump's endorsement if he runs as president or to be his VP nom. Or pick rather, not nom. Let's see, because that's the thing. But the thing is, like, that, that's what, this is what Adam said. Shout out to Adam, because he, he was spot on on that. Um, Like, the thing is, we all know the minute Trump perceives him as a threat, Trump will make one snide tweet, and the entire party will turn on DeSantis. Yeah. <laughs> Facto. So. Maybe he's going to say something about his oversized suits. And his greasy hair. Which and, I still think is an act. Ah, man, that's crazy, bro. That's just crazy to go all out. That's like, that's, yo, shout out to the Brooklyn Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Very random, but, you know, shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, I, I was watching, uh, I saw the Kevin Nash uh, episode. I saw the, um, who else was it? A Goldberg one. And then I saw the Chris Jericho one. Uh, I hate. I hate that I, I'm a fan of Chris Jericho. I, I guess I'm a fan of his work. I don't know so much about maybe the, the person just because, you know, the, lately just all the political crap I've, I've seen him come out with uh, or comments, you know what I mean? Or just whatever about the virus. And I don't know what it, it was just like very. All right. Whatever. You can say whatever he wants. Not, it is what it is. But it's like, man, why? Like, he, he's, he's such a smart guy. Anyways. um. Man, where was I going with this? I don't know. Where were you going with this? Because I was going to say, 
All right, where was I going with this? Because the Chris. Oh, Carroll Monday Night was... Wars. Was I going to say no? I, I wasn't going to go with the Monday Night War one, the analogy that we we're talking about. But I was saying, well, I saw the Chris Jericho one because, and there was a reason why I was going to bring him up for this specific uh, topic or whatever that we were just talking about about the. About the Should have taken some notes. Oh, I did, and I thought I wrote enough notes, and now I didn't. You're right. Well, this just came to me after I read this, so now I was just like, "Oh, wait, yeah." Shout out to Broken Souls because I wrote this, and then, you know, whatever. Red song from Adam Kankaya. Yeah. Oh, you know what, man? I can't believe I just lost it now. Oh my goodness, what a sham I am. My mom's gonna be so disappointed. She is. Everyone's gonna be disappointed in me right now because it was, it was gonna get good. Sign <laughs> of was the times, yo. Uh, oh well. You know, oh, this is where I was going. You said DeSantis's uh, oversized suit is a is kind of like a joke, right? It's like an act. It's an act. Well, because I watched the, uh, you know, whatever the episode I watched with Chris Jericho, um, you know, so it's like it's like a wrestling, like a, like a wrestler almost, like coming up with a character. And I can't believe that someone would do that in politics. I uh, guess is what I was trying to get. That's what Trump wants, right? He talks about uh, what's the phrase he uses for being star-studded. I don't even know. Oh, he's got a phrase, and it escapes me at this moment. You're fired. <laughs> That's the only thing yeah, I know. You fired. Got an opposite for that. You're fired. No, but I don't know. But yeah, but watching that episode, it's like you know, you, you hear Chris Jericho is like one of the best in the business. Come up with how he comes up with these characters and these certain sticks and these certain things that, like, you know, he he said he went to like this school. I forget what, you know, somebody about it, some improv uh, school. And uh, he learned how to how he had to like, commit 100%. You've got to commit to whatever it is, 100%. Because if not, nobody else is going to buy it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's almost like it can't be that simple. You know what I mean? This man just goes up there with this corny little act. You know what I'm saying? Like Ross is saying with this fake giant suit act. And like he just commits to this fucking, you know, level of audacity and like, dumbness uh and ignorance and uh you know whatever people just fall for it and they go along with it it's wild to me it's just wild yeah but it's i feel like it's always been like that um there's you have to to that they, extreme to where they, people's lives are at risk right now, you know? See, see, that's not what we're talking about. People. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking okay. about the okay. act. Now, if you want to go about the extreme, no, I'm not justifying that at all. I'm yeah, not but I mean, like, the act. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, it's, that's just it. It's the act. Yeah. We're, we're in a climate where you don't want to look too smart, right? And again, you're not dumb. If she made it to Yale and Harvard, but in his political base, education makes you look like an elitist. So you got to dumb it down. You got to dumb it down. And that's perfect for that. Just do that. Just look like you don't know how to dress properly. Have your daughter chant build that wall with, (laughs) with little blocks. Like, yeah, it's things like that. Here we have a man who's 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 an attorney, so you gotta have a certain vocabulary to be an attorney, and he's acting stupid like that, right? Yo, people don't have to wear masks. He's vaccinated. You see him wearing a mask. 
He's just saying that people don't have to wear a mask. He's all right, though. He's safe. He's taking the cues from Trump, though, right? Like, Trump is up at his rallies talking about how without him, there wouldn't be a vaccine. And then, like, four sentences later, saying there's concerns about the vaccine. Right? Like, <laughs> all over the place. But meanwhile, he has the vaccine, right? He has the vaccine. He had all the best treatment whenever right. he had COVID. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's an act. I, I mean, Bill Clinton did the same thing. He comes out. We call him Bubba. That's Bill Clinton. He was the governor of Arkansas. He went to Yale Law School. He ain't dumb. Yeah, but there's a big difference between, like, you know, coming out and saying, you know, just call me Bubba and, you know, coming out with this whole ham act of, like, oversized suits and ugly haircuts and, you know. Just no, like, man, it's making yourself seem personable to whomever uh, you think is your base. God, I mean, that's it. That, that hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a peanut that farmer. That I'm just like y'all. I'm, I have, I'm worth millions of dollars, but I'm yeah. just like y'all. That's an ugly ass fan base, then. Mm. <laughs> ugly, ugly. No, no sense of fashion whatsoever. Just well, just, they don't even care. No pride. No pride in themselves. Between his crotch and his knees, so he doesn't have any pride in like and in, in, in the way he looks. Does that mean like the people that support him don't have pride? And the way they look, I mean, you know what? I'd have to say I would probably agree with that statement. <laughs> oh, pathetic. How could you be how could you be complacent and okay with being ugly and you know, just wearing stupid clothing, oversized suits? Yeah, I said it. You're a bunch of toothless morons. I mean, no, I'm just but kidding. like I'm who sorry. do you that think was over in, the top. I'm just like, kidding. Who do you think in <laughs> politics is hot and dresses well? That's what I want to know. I mean, Obama was looking fly. Okay, beside him. But again, but again, who, who was who was Obama's base? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I just made so, I just made that a uh, that example. So, who right else there. in Congress or politics do you find attractive? Um, let me see. You know who looks AOC? Boy, no, you can't choose her. That's obvious. Yeah, I know, but what old white? It's more because she was a bartender from the Bronx. Holla. Group. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, isn't uh, isn't the guy from Canada just in uh, whatever Trudeau. his name is? Trudeau. He's looking it's not politics, bro. Yeah, you're right. Ah. You know what? Maybe we just got to get all these old funny duddies out of there. Yeah. Get some Tom Ford suits up in there. Some more AOCs, <laughs> you know. Oh man. Um. Let's see. Yeah, so Disney is uh is trying to get all their employees vaxxed by and the also, end of September. Excuse me. Uh-huh. You missed Booker. I was gonna say Booker, but I saw him play basketball and I lost all I was like, uh... <laughs> Hey, he's got Rosario Dawson. Uh Facts. Yeah, you know. but you know, I don't know how long that's gonna last. I don't I think that's they've more... been together for I think years. She's, I think she's studying for a movie role. No, they've been <laughs> they've been together for years. <laughs> All right, well, we'll I'm see what happens. She's so studying for a movie role. <laughs> she's studying for a movie role. I don't know. Something's That's up. That's funny. Okay. Sorry, Something's continue up. on to the, uh, the <laughs> Cory Booker, he, he got nice. He's, he's got some nice suits, though. He does. I, I feel you on that. Hey, his uh, clothes fit. He always we, looks. Who's well that redheaded? Kept. The redhead Kennedy, right? Isn't that, huh? the, isn't, isn't that one? The, the Kennedy, who's the redheaded Kennedy kid? Are you saying that he's attractive? 
I mean, I say he, he looks like he wears nice suits. Ooh, Joseph? I think it's Joseph, no? I don't know now. Jesus. Now I got to look it up. <laughs> All I would yep. say Joe is that Kennedy Booker the was the answer. Joe Kennedy the third, looking snazzy. They don't have the same names. <laughs> it's not yeah, too hard. Former United States rep. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. But anyways, um, Disney is uh, trying to get all their employees back by the end of September. Do you think that's going to set the precedent now for like uh, just like private companies and other like everywhere else? I don't know. You were telling me we know someone that lost the job because they didn't want to get vaccinated. No, 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 no. We know someone whose family member ah, that's what it is. Okay. lost the job because they didn't want to get vaccinated. Mm. Is that, I mean, and that's perfectly legal, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Actually, there was just a uh, case out of Houston that the judge denied because a bunch of hospital workers tried to sue because a hospital in Houston said, like, everyone needs to get vaccinated. Here are incentives, blah, blah, blah. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to be put on temporary leave. And, like, there were all sorts of things leading up to it. And then there were still quite a few... Uh, healthcare workers that would not get the vaccine so then they were all terminated so they all filed a lawsuit and uh, the judge dismissed it it's legal <laughs> beautiful, that is around, beautiful. I mean I, I think it. that's how they're going to coerce a lot of things like my my well UCF didn't but American always required me to be up to date on all my vaccines um, you know so and for people who don't know what she's talking about, she's talking about the prestigious American University up in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Oh, what, what did I say? You just said American. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's all. You elitist. <laughs> Diane Reams. Holla. Reem. There's no S. I know. I always say, I always put an S on there. You know, know what, though? Are people always put an S at the end of things? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Um, have you seen that commercial with, uh, what's his face? The guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, his older brother in the show? Yeah. It's a Jimmy Garrett. John's commercial. It's like freaking Jimmy's John's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not a Jimmy's, you know, it's Jimmy's John's. It's just like, oh my goodness. When but I campaigned for Kendrick Meek, everybody kept calling him Meeks. And I was like, nope, no us. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> I love it. You know? I, they, love, I love it when people do stuff like that. Like yeah. it's Joe Button is Joe Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Bolonovich, that's his name. Instead of Ard, who? <laughs> the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, the Jimmy's Jimmy Johns, the Jimmy's Johns commercial. Got you. The character like, Tony Bolonovich here. Got Jimmy's Johns, and he's just. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, that commercial is good. There's a there's a weird Kia commercial. Uh... <laughs> that was just quiet, waiting for you. You got you got our attention. No, I don't. I don't even want to do it. Shout out to Shade and the and the Kia commercial. All right, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> stupid Word Kia to Sade. Oh man, but um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm okay with with employers asking. For their, you know, employees to get vaxxed. I, I had a, I had an interview last week where that was actually one of the questions. They were like, "We're going to begin 
uh, like, you know, we're going to have to start starting to do hybrid weeks as well at this job. And um, are you okay? Like, we're going to require everyone to, to be vaccinated, at least like one shot or whatever, have the one shot, <clears throat> you know, by uh, whatever date they had set. Um, and I was like, yo, straight up. I've been vaccinated since March. <laughs> I was like, that is not a problem with me. I believe in science, you know, like <laughs> she's like, so do I, you know, but it, like, and, and that was it. That's so it's, it's like, I, I hope, I hope a lot, a lot of other places start kind of requiring this because they're, they're allowed to. And I guess my next question about this whole thing would be like, it, this is kind of challenging, like DeSantis a little, would, would it not be viewed as that? It can be viewed as that, but you know, to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with DeSantis. Well, it's, it's, it's commonsensical, mm-hmm. and they're trying to keep those numbers down so they can keep their park open. And so, yeah, I, it, DeSantis can feel any kind of way he wants to, but no, I don't think it has anything to do with DeSantis, really. Is it is it counter to what he's saying? Definitely. Are you going to see the Santas talk shit about Disney? No, you're not. No, because he definitely wants to control the spread on the down low. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking more in the sense like Disney is like the second government here in, in Florida, you know? It really yeah, is. No, definitely. Well, it's Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's Central Florida for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely Cuba right. might be the uh, government in yes, Florida. Yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing else besides Miami. I don't count North Florida as anything. They're just South Alabama to me. So, well, I, th- I think he meant I think he meant East Alabama, but whatever. South Georgia, <laughs> South Alabama, all that—they're all the same. They are, once you get in that little mixture right there in that little area, that little tri-state area of Florida and Georgia and Alabama, and I guess what's that? The other panhandle is it Louisiana, Mississippi? I don't know. Uh, uh, don't even get me started on these people. You went to Florida schools. We can't blame you. Uh, you know, yeah, good point. But anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just think it's funny because, you know, like I said, Disney's, you know, a little second government here. And for the most part, I like. I, they have to I, worry about their liability and their bottom line. That's yeah. it. That's it. They don't have time to play politics. And if they require all of their workers to get vaccinated, and then if they institute some sort of vaccine status thing for customers or something similar, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna create an environment where people feel safe to come, and they'll rebound more than they have. Are they still at a reduced capacity? Or are they back to full capacity? Uh, they are still at a reduced capacity. Definitely not full capacity. So, like, think about the marketing. All of our workers are vaccinated. It's safe to come. Yeah. Yeah, because they still try wow. to get people. Wow, yeah. They still got to get people from out of state to feel safe to come here. Yeah. Well, and they're going to, and they're moving, right? They're moving people like 2,000 jobs from California. They're moving 2,000 jobs. In fact, you're correct. It's crazy. So, it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I don't know. This is a weird. I don't know, man. I got to get out of Florida. Something just says get out of Florida. You know, I don't know what, but I don't know. Anyways, um, you know, this insurrection commission hearing, uh, the cops, the, you know. Ooh, that's right. Them Capitol Police officers. Like, uh, 
Let me. All right. Some one of you guys, you know, kind of brief us all in on what's happening while I try to pull up some uh, sound bites of these guys. Emily, will you do the honors uh, and talk about what's going on in Dave Sage? Oh, and she, and, and and she actually uh, don't. Do you know that judge? You sent me. Uh, oh, I can talk about that. And that too, yeah. So so yeah, both all of that, yeah, yeah. Just go for it. While I, while I said this well, to be honest, I have not watched much of the uh hearings i've just been listening to the podcast summarizing the hearing so you know ross you jump in um but they uh it was pretty emotional testimony um a lot of the people on the committee started tearing up hearing the testimony thanked the officers afterwards like it seemed pretty emotional um but the officers talked about some of the attacks that they suffered Mm. Um, and I, you know, Ross, maybe you have their names handy, but, uh, I actually I, do. I, I mean, do you let me know. There, I, you, you could do it because, you know, one officer gave really compelling testimony about, you know, he's African-American about all the slurs that were hurled at him and that it, you know, he'd never had that happen to him. And I, I, think, he I, have, I think he's Harry Dunn. There you go. Oh, Ross, see, take over. <laughs> I have, well, cause I had, I had Sergeant. Uh, Aquilino Gonell. Aquilino Gonell. Aquilino Gonell. Yeah, but go ahead, Ross. No, no, yeah. that was it. You were just asking names, so I'm no, just yeah. well, that out. Well, like, but you could probably do better than I could. Let's see. Uh, so, Aquilino Gonell, U.S. Capitol Police, Army vet, served in Iraq. Uh, described the scene on the complex's west front, uh, where officers were outnumbered by thousands of people wielding bats, flagpoles, and other items used to pummel the police. He said he thought to himself, this is how I'm going to, to die. die. Mm -hmm. um, this is another thing. During the arrests around the Capitol, and I think you sent this to me, uh, the police seized enough ammunition to shoot every member of the House, Senate, House and Senate five times. Yeah, I did like, send that to you. That's Yo, a lot of ammunition. That's, what, that's 535 people, right? Yeah. Broskies. So yeah. five times? Let's multiply that by five. That's what that's like. That is wild. Like 2,600? Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what. Let me see what and, he said to you. And the other thing is, like, you know, we all kind of watched in collective horror of this attack, and we were like, "Why aren't the police doing more?" Right. That was one of the very common questions, mm. and I still think it's a valid question, right? I think we can't let this ever happen again, and there's lots of things to be done. But when you hear about how vicious those people were being, I mean. They were talking about how there's gallows outside, hang them by their necks. Like, I mean, just so primitive and terrible. It does put into perspective kind of, you know, where the gaps were, but also like what untenable situations they were dealing with. Yo, there was a part where um, my man Dunn was talking and, you know, everything that they were calling him, right? They throwing the N-word around. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, Yo, there's a part where he's like, um, Yo, how they gonna talk to me like that when I'm, it was like, when my blood is red or something like that. It's like, I'm, a, I'm an American citizen. He's like, I'm not a police officer. I'm a peace officer. I'm, I'm here to defend everybody in this building. And I was like, damn, yo. So this guy, these guys, cause he's just one of the four who were testifying, but these four were just a few of the not so many who were there to protect everybody in the building. And then you're sitting there testifying 
when you know for a fact that there are people sitting in the committee that you're testifying in the, in front of who are basically like straight up denying everything that happened to yeah. be what it really was. Yeah, I mean, one of the pieces that stood out to me was when one of the officers was testifying about how everybody was yelling about gouging out his eyes, and then somebody got a hold of him and started pushing their finger, like, into his eye, mm. right? Like, just really grisly testimony. Um, let, me, let me see. And those are only, what, three or four officers that have testified out of all of them? Yeah. You know. Let's see here. Let me see if I let me see if this if you guys can hear this or not. But more than six months later, January 6th still isn't over for me. I've had to avail myself of multiple counseling sessions from the Capitol Police Employee Assistance Program. And I'm now receiving private counseling therapy for the persistent emotional trauma of that day. I've also participated in many peer support programs with fellow law enforcement officers from around the United States. I know so many other officers continue to hurt, both physically and emotionally. I want to take this moment to speak to my fellow officers about the emotions they're continuing to experience from the events of January 6th. There's absolutely nothing wrong with seeking professional counseling. Mm. What we went through that day was traumatic. And if you are hurting, please take advantage of the counseling services that are available to us. I also respectfully ask that this select committee review the available resources, the services available to us and consider whether they are sufficient enough to meet our needs, especially with re respect to the amount of leave that we are allowed. And mm, I'm, I'm gonna stop it right there because I wanna find the beginning of that, but that's, I mean, that, Again, harken back to like mental health, right? Like, imagine, <laughs> like, no human being should, you know, should have to go through something like that at their job. Like, it's it's wild. Um, let me see. Oh, they got the full testimony. I can read it. I don't even want to read it. Yeah. I want. I just want to play because I mean, I you I gotta I gotta find it. I would rather hear him say it than. Yo, so there was all these people Powerful. out there. There were all these people out there, and there were maybe like a little bit under 40 officers from the Capitol Police Force to secure the place. And again, we have to remember that they've made it very clear, the the the, the Capitol Police Department, that they requested for assistance before that day. And on that day, they also requested assistance. So did the mayor. She was denied extra hands so they were I just mean, left there I, I actually i won't say who it is but i know somebody whose parent was involved in certifying the vote and was barricaded in one of the first <laughs> telling the oh, offices sorry about that. huh sorry about that no, i just hit a button but go ahead oh, uh was barricaded in one of the first offices outside of the chamber and was saying that they had barricaded themselves in the office and basically the only thing they had to protect themselves were scissors and office supplies, right? Like it's, it's that whole, all the staff, everybody was traumatized that day, undoubtedly. Yeah, you've seen, I mean, you saw some of these Congress 
men and congresswomen who were like crying and just like so heartbroken talking about that day, mm -hmm. thanking those officers for putting their lives on the line to protect them. Hmm. That's G, yo. That's G. Let me and see. Then... Here we go. All right. Oh, so I'm gonna tell everybody, yo. If you got some view, young young listeners around you, I can't believe I'm being this responsible, but uh, you know, you better <laughs> come, tell them to go away real quick or don't listen. To this might get pretty uh pretty explicit here, so I'm sorry if it does. Um, but I just I feel like things like this, you know, I, I've always said sometimes you need to go to the extreme to to kind of prove that to get that point across. Like, hey, you gotta. Unfortunately, this is one of those points I feel like this it's just bad, but let's see what he this is what he says. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that guys? This voted for Joe Biden. Perhaps around twenty people joined in screaming, Boo. And what he say right there, he said, Fin N word. Boo effing N word. And this is I guess this is the edited one. I'm gonna again I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna find the real version so everybody can hear what he's saying. Because this is something that you need to hear. Like people, people say this. People said this to him. Like <laughs> the man's in uniform. In uniform. I still can't. Oh my goodness! I wish and I could. in uniform. Oh, and so here it goes. Disrespected by people that purport to like love law enforcement. Oh, that yeah, that that's the thing. So let me see. I think I got it. So we'll see. We'll see. Sorry. All right. You know, again, sensitive ears, uh, earmuffs, earmuffs. One woman earmuffs. in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, "You hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden." Then the crowd, perhaps around twenty people. Joined in screaming, boo, fucking nigger. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. Sorry, everybody. I told you I was going to be rough. The fact that he had to say that. Because, like, he has, you have to say that. You have to hear, like, there's this interview where they're interviewing Biggie's mom about Big. And, you know, she's saying, like, Biggie was a smart kid. He was a good student when he was younger. He's well spoken. Like, he, he wasn't doing, he wasn't a bad kid. But, where he was growing up around, like, you know, like there was a story to tell and somebody had to tell that story. It was a filthy story, but somebody had to tell that story. You know, granted, he got into stuff later on when he was an adult, but as a kid, he was a good kid. You know what I mean? It's like, this man had to tell the story. This filthy story this guy had to say so people could understand, like, yo, this is, this is still, this is going on and you don't, like regular people, not in cop uniforms, not in the Capitol, you know, building, get get this shit said to them every day. Still. Yeah, some of them are getting death threats. You know, like, I, I, it is wild to me. Eh, not me. 
the fact that people want to not it's wild to me that, that some people want to downplay what happened January 6th. I mean, you didn't have Mitch McConnell like going up against this investigation where Trump like last week was calling him like all sorts of names at his rally, right? Like there's just no integrity there. I think that's that's yeah, that's the the wild part is the is how they do the about face, right? Like mm-hmm. and and that and that I mean that happened that happened within weeks. That happened within weeks. Like at first it was like, oh man, um can't believe this happened. That night every they were everybody was up in, in arms and just so outraged by what happened. Two weeks later, it was like, well, you know, I don't know I, if we should impeach him. You know. Yep. Kevin McCarthy called him, called Trump that day and was like, you know, in not so many words, what the hell are you doing? Call off your goons, right? I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm taking some editorial liberty there. But like that's basically what he did. And then the past two weeks he's been throwing a temper tantrum saying that this investigation isn't bipartisan and he's not gonna be involved and blah blah blah, right? Like the man tried to get his vice president killed. Yeah. Facts. And, and straight up. <laughs> and he won't even come out and say anything. Yeah. He straight Facts. up tried to kill his vice president. And it was okay with it. He was straight you know what? Let, let me rephrase that. He would he was okay if his vice president would have died. Yes. He would have been okay with that. Yep. Ross, if I was ever your vice president. <laughs> Hey, are you saying I can't be president? All right, Emily, if I was ever the your patriarchy? vice president. All right. Damn, yo, why you gotta hate? Yo, you know me and my man's got a bond. Yo, how long you knowing him, Emily? Uh, I don't know. 14 years. Not as long as you, but fairly long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't, I, I can't be president. You can be. Well, I don't know, actually. Were you born in America? I certainly was not. So mm. there we go. It's gotta be. All right. Emily, if I was your vice president, <laughs> what? You try to have me killed? Oh my goodness. You'd forgive me and think I probably had a really good reason or something. <laughs> no, not so much. Not under not under the insurrection circumstances, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. I just, you know, it's just wild to me, man. Like it's wild to me that like the denial factor and all of this. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's how you know that the Republican women keep it in check. Because if I was theoretically married and my husband was almost killed by the president, I'd be fucking saying everything. Yeah, you're putting all the business out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, like what a bitch his wife is. Yeah, and I wouldn't what be a... like, oh, I prayed on it. I'd just be like, uh, excuse me. And like, not even a bitch in the sense that we all think. I just mean like, what a, what like, what a, what like, who are you? I'd divorce her. I'd be like, you don't have my back. Well, don't divorce her. He ain't saying nothing. And that's a problem too, Boba. I'm telling you, they probably just... want that military, the military god, the marital privilege. Probably just wants that to crazy. continue. Like it's just crazy to me. Like I don't know. That's the whole situation's crazy. Almost as crazy as this California restaurant. Who's what? He's. He only wants unvaccinated people allowed in Ross. Yo, shout out to my man, though. Like, 
that's 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 like committing what and you? then some to the cause. I saw him on on Cuomo. Was, did you send me that link? Yeah, that was me. I sent you that, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cuomo called him an idiot. <laughs> it was great. It was on CNN. So, what do you have to great. do? Like, show a blank vaccine card? No, I don't even. I don't even know. They interviewed the guy. I saw the video. The guy's just like trying to. The guy looked like he was just like coked out of his mind. Didn't know where he was at on this interview, and then just like, I don't know. Didn't really answer any questions. And then every time Chris Cuomo was like, "Go oh, out, can I ask you that same question? Are you vaccinated? If you're gonna ask me if I'm vaccinated, are you vaccinated?" And then it's just like, yeah, you can ask me. He's like, Chris Cuomo was like, yeah, my whole family's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> okay, like, so who cares? Like, what's the big deal? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was just, it's just ridiculous. Basilicos, that's the name of the restaurant. Oh, God. Basilicos. Basta e vino. Everybody there is going to get sick. He's not going to have any employees working there either. He ain't going to be working there. He's going to, yeah, I mean, he's going to catch it and probably die. He ain't gonna be working there, Huntington Beach, yo. Yeah, you're right. He ain't working there. Um, yo, Ross, get it how you live. Hit me. So, get it how you live. I had, I have two, but I'm only gonna do one. And I've been trying to figure out which one to do because they're both interesting. But um, for, for, shits, no for shits and giggle. <laughs> Was that Spanish? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say about hard shell and soft shell tacos. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that commercial. What? <laughs> Yo, Emily, shout out to you with the deep cut. <laughs> shout deep out to you stories. with the deep cut. That was good. That was good. I mean, I say it a lot in, in most things in my life. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, so let's start. Let's start with uh, let's start with some interesting um, business names that have received PPP loans uh, over the last year or so. I uh, came across a story from NBC in New York, in New York City, and um, there's a business, and pardon my French, there in South Carolina called Fuck the System LLC. And they were approved for a PPP loan worth $18,000. And then there's a business called Broke Best Friends <laughs> based in Atlanta. And they qualified for $9,472 in PPP loan. There is another business in Georgia called Money Slut Mafia LLC. Wow, 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 wow. They got approved for... Are they all record companies? They got approved for $18,000. And then my favorite one, there is Satanic Lives Matter. Oh. (laughs) And they got approved for $1,400. So to whomever started these companies, get it how you live, because that is real. But... wow. Earlier today, I came across a bit of news that left me feeling some sort of way, and you decide what you want about it. Um, a Florida man, because you know I stay with the Florida folk, was sentenced today to 33 months in prison for fraudulently seeking over seven million two hundred and sixty-three thousand five hundred and sixty-four dollars in PPP loans. Oh my! 
So he got 33 months. He got like a little bit under three years. He got too greedy. Yeah. <laughs> I like it should have been 9,000. So my you man, guys should have taken out a PPP loan. So what life. you're saying is he should have went the money slut route and just got $18,000. Eighteen's better than zero. <laughs> That's what you're saying. You're saying if he would have went that route, eighteen thousand, that wouldn't have been too much. Nobody would, nobody would have been like, "Yo, what's going on with this dude down in down in Florida?" They probably would have like slapped him with a fine or something. <laughs> Made him pay right. the money back over. He would, he would, he wouldn't have got, he wouldn't have got three years. Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah, so he got sentenced to uh to three years. Um, he pled guilty. <laughs> to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. And um, according to court documents, he uh, admitted that he got the PPP. He, he had got a PPP loan for 488000 That's what That's what it is. See, right there. He got a PPP loan for $488,000. He was like, but I can get more. Mm. <laughs> but I, I can get more. So, um, so he got with a couple peoples. And um, those people include two other folks. There's like a guy... From Philadelphia, and I believe there's a young lady. There's always a young lady involved in those type of schemes. I did ah Tiara from Miami Gardens, of course, of course, <laughs> Miami <laughs> Gardens. Why wouldn't she be from Miami? So these oh people were just goodness. running schemes, like they had fake businesses. Um, Mr. Johnson had another business. The guy from Philly had another business where he got three hundred and eighty-nine thousand. And then Tiara, she had a business where she was able to get two hundred and fifty-eight thousand. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then together they decided to go ahead and try to get seven mil. Oh, I love damn. that because they got their tax returns the year before was like seven hundred and fifty dollars gross receipts. <laughs> yeah, fast. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, oh well, that's not too bad. In addition to his prison sentence. Um, he was only ordered to pay back two point nine million in restitution. Crime pays. <laughs> wow. So how many? How, how? So what did he profit overall? What did he net? Like, well, well, if he if he fraudulently got seven million, seven point two mil, but he's only got to pay two point nine, or let's say three. I mean, he you know he he was able to kick off with four somewhere somehow. Well, yo, I think if. Three million dollars, you have you 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 can you can amass wealth from three mil. That point on, I think that's enough. Yeah, it's smart it'll, it'll cast off a couple. Let's call it seventy five thousand or more a year in income for you. Wow. Maybe I might be overestimated because of the market, but like you you can do something with that. Wow. So those were my two uh my two mentions. Oh my goodness. What other things? Oh, would you do three years in prison for three three million dollars? <laughs> Man, hell no! You kidding me? You you, can't, you cannot you cannot put a price on time. You can't. I don't care what anybody said. Three mil for three years in prison? Like I prison life. You can't put it. You can't. I don't know. No, nah, you wouldn't do it like a would white you, collar crime. So you probably do like a minimum 
What kind of prison are we talking about? Where am I going? Is it going to be hey, federal county in the ass right now, sir? <laughs> What's that? Hmm? But uh, I said keep in job, keep in mind your job right now. Um, but <laughs> some people that commit white collar crimes have like hundreds of millions of dollars and do less of a year in prison. Yeah, I mean that's different. You didn't say less than and, a year. You said three years in prison, and you well, didn't I really. Well, because it's thirty three months, yo. That's a good question. Yeah, you, you didn't really like specify what kind of prison either. Like, yeah, like like fuck me in the butt prison, or like <laughs> you know, I'm like making meatballs and marinara sauce with the guys, you know, kind of prison. You tell me which one? Club yeah. Fed, right? Is months. it not the name that they give it? Like, oh, instead of Club Med, they call those prisons Club Fed. Yeah, cool. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah. At fast, or... look like. You're probably going to be indicted in either D.C. or the Southern District, depending on your crimes of New York. I mean, uh, and I'm not white and I'm not yeah. white. So so you're either in D.C., which means that if you're a federal case or a D.C. case, you get shipped off to whichever federal bureau of prison needs to fill a bed in the whole United States. Um, I don't so like I don't like the way that sounds. Yeah, no, it's not great. Um, unless, unless your sentence is about less than eight months, and then you can stay in the DC jail, which isn't that great either. Um, uh, both of those options sound like I'm going to get shanked at so, some point. So, based on what you're saying, Emily, my answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> there's three million dollars worth my life. I I don't know. I think my life was worth more than three mil. There we go. See, good answers. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Shout I wasn't trying everybody. to convince you to take. Give the me some shout. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do three shout outs real quick. Um, number one, I want to shout out my wife. Oh. Holding it down. You know, just wonderful lady. Love you. Want to shout out my son because he's out. Well, he's probably asleep on the couch now. But yeah, I was like, you. yo. Dad's going to be doing his podcast. I'll come out and check on you. He was just chilling, but he might be asleep now. Number three, though, um, I want to shout out Moses Michael Levy Barrow, better known as Shine Barrow, because that brother, you may know him from a shootout at Club New York back in 1999, was it? Oh! And that guy... Did what like 10 years in jail, got yeah. out of jail, he's been out of some way, converted to Judaism, mm -hmm. ended up being a rabbi for a while, or at yep. least proclaimed to be. And yep. now, today, as we speak, this man is a member of parliament in Belize. He is the leader of the opposition and someday hopes to run for prime minister of Belize. Wow. And, and he is such a threat right now that they are considering passing an amendment to the Constitution that would say that if you've ever been incarcerated, it doesn't matter where, you cannot be a member of parliament. Wow. That's yeah, that should have been my getting how you live. There you go. Some, some positivity for the people. Wow. That's raw. Hmm. Yeah, baby, I like her. <laughs> oh my! Emily, any shout-outs? Uh, you, you know, know Saul's gonna take like five minutes. Nah, I'm gonna take five minutes. Come my on. mom, because you know she listens now. Word, <laughs> shout out to your mom. <laughs> She's got a long road trip on Sunday, so I bet she'll listen then. Oh, great! She's gonna hate us even more. You know. <laughs> 
Not us, sir. Just you. She likes to hear my voice. I Correction. Think. I Correction. Know why. Just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're her daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah, Come but on. my voice is like high pitch and drawn out and the whole thing. So, but I think she likes to hear it. So <laughs> she'll listen. Shout out to Emily's mom. <laughs> Did you already forget her name? <laughs> no, it's like Connie, isn't it? Yeah. Duh. Duh. I just, it's Emily's mom. I'm not going to call this, you know, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to disrespect her and be yeah. like, hey, Connie. Illustrious woman. We'll she was like, like, I heard Connie. my shout out last week. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's mom, you know, it's, uh, you know, the yeah. OG. Yeah. The OG. Better than me. Um, anyway, that's my shout out. You know, I got the use. Uh, Kenya Robinson with the Blixel Restock Image Project, uh, Jay Wilson, Melissa Wilson, uh, LFT websites, uh, and LFT, or I'm sorry, was it LFT RealtyInc.com? Yeah, man, I'm just messing these up already. It's it's late. It's late. Uh, shout out to Be Nice and Torio. Holler at me on Monday nights. I'm at the corner of Washington and Roslyn at Be Nice, the bar, little beer and wine spot. You know what I mean? We got you. And, yo, for the N. Escamandis of the world, I got you with all the mocktails as well. You know what I mean? So through, we got now an alcoholic uh, options for everybody there. Uh, if you just want to come and hang out. Uh, yo, always a shout out to uh, LA Insurance and shout out to uh, Ray out there. Shout out to Charles. Shout out to Alan. Um, let me see. Who else? Shout out to Longshot Bar and Billiards out in for Four Corners area. My boys, uh, Harold and Mo, holding it down over there. Shout out to Alex A-Town. Um, real quick, uh, who did I also want to shout out real quick? Oh, you know what? Shout out to uh, that weird TikTok that uh, that Chris sent me. Yeah, shout out to Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you called it weird, yo. Thank you. Well, you know, because it's wild that this conservative porn star, did I say, did I even, it doesn't even sound right. Yeah, it uh, does. Yeah. You know, tries to go to this conservative student conference, and she's, how old is she, 40, 50? 48. 48. And, uh, yeah, then she gets called out and gets kicked out from there. I don't know. I, I don't know. The whole thing is just very surreal. I, I like that she got kicked out Can somebody explain it better than I can? I don't know. Just real quick, because, uh. She's very upset about cancel culture now, because she was canceled. <laughs> this porn star had a conservative student MAGA rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandy Love. Yeah, go look her old ass up if you want. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess that might be it, man. I mean, shout out, shout out to everybody else. I don't know if I forgot anybody. I usually have a list, but I think that's pretty. You know, shout out to Finns. You know, again, going shutting down their doors. I, I you know, man, I might want to run down there just to get a T-shirt real quick. It's late though, and I got to play basketball in the morning. Mm. Gotta. Oh yeah, I ball till I fall. Ball is life, baby. <laughs> ball till I fall. Mm. Yeah. Just put me back to them late nineties Master ball. P joints. Ball, yes. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, luckily, uh, you know, we have better taste in music than Master P. No disrespect hey, to Master P's business. Yo, disrespect. <laughs> but, like, you know, come on. What would it take for you to get into some 70s basketball shorts? What it, what it would take for what? For you to get into some 70s basketball shorts. Man, I'd wear those now. I cut my do. own jeans shorts. I'm trying shorts. to bring them back. 
I mean, I don't know about <laughs> playing in them. <laughs> I want to see some thighs. I want to see some butt. Oh my goodness! Who is I this person? I'm getting before I sign up. Oh, brother. No, oh, never mind. I changed my mind on 70. Emily be cracking me up. Will she be keeping it real? Yeah, I know, right? Jesus. She's watching men's volleyball over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching some 70s basketball. <laughs> she, she's watching, uh, what is it? <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> Semi pro? <laughs> Will Ferrell? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> I was going to say she's watching Walton play right now, but that's even better. Oh. All right. Bring them back. Bring them back. Oh, brother. Everybody, all right. uh, <laughs> tell all your friends about us. Leave good reviews and uh, let us know what you think about uh, work mandated vaccines. Something like that, right? House. Peace. I mean, I'm okay with it. I hope everyone else is too. Peace. Bye, guys.